Catherine Amir Farr. And I'm Cal Raustiala. And this is International, International Law, Law Behind, Behind the Headlines. Headlines, coming to you from the American Society of International Law. Welcome back to another episode of International Law Behind the Headlines. I am co-host Cal Raustiala, and I'm really happy to have on our podcast today someone who I think is familiar to probably all listeners of this podcast. Luis Moreno Ocampo was the first prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, prolific author, uh, speaker, writer on all matters of international criminal justice. He actually has a new book out on international criminal justice just released by Oxford University Press. Uh, But I've actually asked Luis to come on the podcast, uh, not so much to talk about the book, though, of course, I'm happy to do that. And I I imagine it might get woven in, uh, but to help us better understand the recent arrest warrants that were issued out of the uh, International Criminal Court for Vladimir Putin and one of his aides. And I thought Luis would be an excellent person to discuss the implications, uh, the the charges, possible future charges, etc. with us. So, Luis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So maybe we could just start with, you know, your assessment. You have, in your career, uh, issued many such uh, warrants and, and been involved in many cases. And, you know, you had to, in your in your guise as the first prosecutor, really think about how does one craft uh, one of these cases? What sorts of considerations should go into it? So, you know, just in broad brushstrokes, I'm curious what you think. Were you surprised uh, do you, you know, do you have critiques? Just what is your general assessment? No, I think the ICC did its job. And it's very important because it's, it's a fill a, a hole. Basically, there's a failure by design. The UN Security Council, which is the organization in charge of peace and security in the world, cannot solve problems between permanent members. And that is one of the black holes of the legal architecture created in 1945. But interestingly, now with the addition of international criminal courts, something new is happening. No, the the prosecutor in in obtained arrest warrants against a head of state of one of the permanent members. That is unique; never happened before. No, and that's why for me, it shows both the new possibilities. But it also shows the failure by design. The, this, the, legal, the global legal design is flawed. And I think that, for me, with this audience, the experts for the American side, the international law, could really help. We need to help politicians to have a better solution for the problem of the world today. And I think the case is exposing that. The case is exposing the failure of the UN Security Council and the achievement of the International Criminal Court. Yeah, terrific. That's a great start. So just to just to be totally clear, so the failure in your view is simply baked into the design of the Security Council in terms of the veto, uh, and the fact that the ICC can do this provides a kind of maybe a, a workaround or an escape valve for for those legal and political needs that cannot be met through the council. Is that yeah. a fair summary? Yeah. yeah, because in my experience, the U.S. Security Council want to make negotiations, and they use war as a last resort to impose a negotiation. But you cannot do a war against a nuclear power like Russia. Right. So, yes, we are, but there's no option. So there's no, no one knows how to manage it. And suddenly, the core decision provides a different angle. And it's up to other to the political leaders to take advantage of it. That is for me. The core did what 
it can do the best. It's really impressive what the court did. I think it's very smart. Uh, but the next conversation is how states can take advantage of it. So let, let's start, can, can I explain to you what I think about the court decision? Because that is incredibly smart for me. Because yes, the court cannot investigate aggression crime. But the court is the only institution in the world that can prosecute head of states. So Ukrainian courts cannot do it. So Karim Khan did an investigation showing the connection with the aggression for displacement of people in occupied territory, uh, but in a way that very, very precise to group of children. I don't know the evidence he had, but in, in the media you see, you saw, I saw videos of the children in Russia. So it, it looked like a very, very clear the crime committed is documented. And yeah. even, even today, Russia is not denying the allegation. It's just justifying them. Russia is saying, well, these children were in a, in a territory where Ukrainian forces were shelling, that's why we moved them. Okay, go to the court and explain that and do what Karim Khan is saying. Karim is saying, return the kids to Ukraine. Do that. So I think it's, it's really, he, he got a really interesting case. Uh, look, look small, but very strong because it connected directly President Putin with the intervention in Ukraine and with the life of the children. And so do you think that this is the right first charge? I'm going to assume that there may be further charges. And so I guess I have two questions. One, it sounds like you think this was a smart one because of the evidence, because of the clarity, uh, and in a way, because maybe of its smallness, it's an easier one to prove and it doesn't get into some of the thornier problems, as you mentioned, around aggression or something like that, which is obviously really what's, um, you know, what's sort of dominating a lot of the political debate. So was this the right charge? I think your answer is yes, but just to clarify. And uh, and then do you think there will be other charges? And would you, if, if it were you, would you bring other charges? Or how would you, how would you proceed from this point? Well, on the first topic, one difference between being a scholar or being a prosecutor, the scholars like to present gender crimes, different type of approaches to show the problems. Prosecutors have to rely on evidence. You need the evidence to go to the court. Uh, and and in this case, I, I don't know the evidence that Karim Khan has, but it's obvious that the with the videos shown in the, in the media, it's obvious he has the details, and it's obvious that Russia is confessing, Russia is accepting the crime. So uh, that's why I think it's, it's funny because I think the prosecutor is almost ready to go to court if needed. Will not be needed. <laughs> I don't think we'll go to court for the next five, ten years. But if needed, they are ready to go to court. And that's amazingly good. So I think the prosecutor did a very prosecutor decision, not scholar decision, not political decision, prosecutor decision. He has the evidence. He the, he is the only he managed the only institution who can indict the head of state, and he did it, and that's it. Uh, yes, he could continue adding charges, of course. Even even if the states reform the Rome Statute, he can even even add the crime of aggression. But it's already done, so he already indicted President Putin. That is the main main issue. No, for me, that's that that's the timing was correct. And and the case that he can really win in court tomorrow is also very important for the prosecutor. Yes, this, that makes total sense. Yes, thank you for that. The second question you were saying, what do you, what do you, the second comment you did? 
do you think there will be additional charges brought beyond this? And if so, what what do you, either what do you predict or what do you think they should be? Well, that's funny. Uh, they, yes, I suppose they could add. I have no idea what evidence they have, and they could continue adding evidence. But it's done. It's already done. Forget it's done. You have this crime presented in court. It looks like they have very strong evidence, and it's done. Now the issue is not more charges. The issue is how to transform this warrant in 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 a positive solution for the situation in Ukraine, and eventually to put President Putin before the court. That's the real issues, not more the court. The, the, that way, and for me, that is for me the failure by design. Okay, the the now. There is no legal obligation for non-state parties like U.S. to support the arrest warrant. As a law, President Biden is right. He say, "I'm we're not part of the court." Fine, but the issue is for the President Obama use the arrest warrant against President Bashir to not to implement it, no, to force President Bashir to accept the result of the referendum of the South of Sudan. And also to get support for the war on terror. And as a consequence, the CIA opened an office in Khartoum. So the, they could achieve goals, and, and that's what the politician wants. When I was a prosecutor, they don't care about my cases. They care about my our intervention, helping them to force the other party to negotiate. That's what they do. And it's fine. They're the politicians. They should do that. So for me, the the, the legal expert in U.S. should focus how U.S., who is, which is not a member of ICC and is against ICC because U.S. has a different approach on international relations, how could be pragmatic and use the ICC to stop Putin? That is for me the real question now. No other question. I mean, that's a great question. How? Let's talk about that because obviously the reactions of other countries uh, will be will be central. And, you know, there's some precedent for this of thinking about what, you know, what sorts of actions will other countries take? What kind of deterrence will this have on Putin's travels or, uh, you know, other kinds of meetings and so forth? Um, but let's start with the U.S. What do you think? You know, the U.S. seems reporting suggests the U.S. was, of course, conflicted internally. Uh, you know, Pentagon taking one stance, you know, others wanting to see a more forthright support. What do you think will occur? Look, it's one topic before. This discussion on the Pentagon refusing to provide evidence, which I think is normal, the, the Pentagon will never give evidence to the American prosecutors, okay? So, and it's great because no one can say, oh, the prosecutor was in the hands of the American. No, the prosecutor had collected evidence independently, and that is really something important. But... What U.S. can do is to galvanize efforts around the Arab warrant in NATO with UK and France and European allies. I saw that in the Bush time. I saw that in the Bush time. Richard Williamson, the, the Bush representative, say in a meeting, first point, I don't like the SEC. Second point, I told Ocampo not to indict President Bashir because that will complicate enormously our negotiation with Bashir. Third point, when Ocampo indicted Bashir, I took advantage of it. I took advantage of it. That is a pragmatic, brilliant diplomat. 
he was against the SEC. He was against, he told me not to invite Bashir. But when I did it, he took advantage of it. And then one thing that happened is immediately U.S. aligned U.K. and France. Immediately. So suddenly the situation changed. And, and that is, I think, what we need now. Experts be pragmatic and the game. The game is no more about in, in the court. The game is in the in the diplomatic scenario. Look, in my book that you quote, and I like it, I quote Jose Alvarez. Jose Alvarez says something very important for me. He teach, he said the teaching of public international law has not caught up with its practice. So he said the, the legal international legal studies should focus on how the law is implemented by different actors and institutions rather than exclusive analysis of the legal text. And that is, Jose is right. And that's what I think we need. In the same way, Richard Williams, with no legal obligation, took a very smart decision to use the warrant to galvanize efforts to corner President Bashir, you have to do the same today. No? And that is, for me, the legal, without changing the U.S. approach, international justice, without because that's a problematic, without changing the main strategy of U.S., be pragmatic. Be pragmatic. Obama strategy was we support SEC when we like the indictees. Okay. Okay, that do it. Do it. If not, if US is not supporting this, it means that they you perceive the interest in a different way. Because US could perceive its interest in a long fight to to reduce Russian power. So US can do that and, and could be that. But that is really uh, a decision who will establish war as a mechanism to solve conflicts in the world today. And I think that is the, the bottom line for me. We really need to replace the idea that war should be the mechanism to manage conflict. Of course, could help. Law could help. Well, that is a really interesting answer. And I guess there's a lot of directions I want to go, but what would you say about other major powers would in a sense what you just said about the interplay between uh the the criminal process and diplomacy between politics and law does that apply in the same manner to you know other european states maybe to other states in the global south and asia etc or is there something you know you, you you couched your answer in terms of the united states because that's what i asked you but is there anything that's U.S. specific about what you just said, or would you essentially say the same if I asked you about India's response? Well, the, the problem because we have no whether this failure on legal architecture is no global independent system manage the problem. So we we rely on national leaders, and therefore we have to, we have to understand national leaders' views. Uh, South Africa is interesting now because South Africa has to host a meeting of BRICS. And that they will be now putting, start like a, it's funny, it like happened to Bashir, a fight to show he is immune. He's a, he became a Fushiti president and he's proud that he can go to South Africa or not. So there's a heat debate today in South Africa and Richard Goldstone, the former Yugoslavian prosecutor wrote mm -hmm. a beautiful about that, uh, discussing in South Africa what to do is putting go to South Africa. As you know, President Bashir went to South Africa, uh, and then um, what happened was a court issued a decision to, issue a decision to arrest him, and Bashir escaped from South Africa. So South Africa, even the government accept Putin, 
could be dangerous for Putin. Okay, uh, and that is something. It's a, it's a permanent battle, but the, the battle for me is that, that's one of the battles, and it would be great to have a, a strong and unanimous position of state. Because if U.S. is against the requirement, if U.S. is not supporting it, that weaken South Africa and European countries. No, for South Africa, it's a great opportunity. The South Africans were complaining about, though we, we just investigate African leaders. Okay, now the court issue are requiring against President Putin. It's not an African leader. What you will do? So African countries could do something, but it's it's complicated because they they need support from China. They need support. China is very important in South in Africa. Of China has a lot of money. So I don't know how the situation will play, but that's the game. The game is how states in in closed doors discuss what to do. That's the that's the debate now. It's not about the court. It's about how state implement the law. That's why Jose Alvarez's comment is how the law is implemented by different actors. How do you see the Bashir precedent uh, or what lessons do you draw from that for what we're seeing right now with Putin? So obviously that's a sort of mixed precedent in a lot of ways. What um you know what now that this is the second go in a sense, what you what what would you what would you draw out of that first experience? Well, look, Bashir was very important, but compared with Putin, it's a small fish, you know? Yeah. That's the biggest stake. <laughs> but that's why I'm delighted that the court is up and running, and they did it, and you see the judges feel we have to do it. They, they, they took the decision in three weeks, so there was not a big, big discussion there. In, in the Gaddafi case, it took four weeks. So... This is obvious for them. They had to do it. Uh, and that is great because for the SEC, became normal. I love that. I like that it became normal. Uh, and it's great. The issue is how this will be managed by political leaders. That's a different business. And that's why I think it's the focus of, of the conversation, should be the focus of the conversation. What the state had to do to manage this conflict. And, uh, and I, uh, right now, the only strategy is to is to make war, but war will not solve the problem here. So I don't know when and why uh, and how a negotiation should happen. And now China is interesting that immediately after China is proposing a plan. I don't know the plan of China, but I think that's something very very useful. No, China could be a very important mediator here. And uh, so. I think it's a new game now. It's a new game. And we have to understand how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, China has obviously become a much more active mediator in a number of situations, uh, you know, unrelated to this, and much more active in UN processes generally. So it will be interesting to see how China, which, as you mentioned, wields so much influence in Africa, but really everywhere, uh, will react. Of course, she was just meeting with Putin, you know, just, just this weekend. Uh, I guess I'm curious how you answer critics who see this as overreach and going, you're right that this is a big step up to go after a, a sitting head of state of a permanent uh, member of the Security Council, someone who's, uh, you know, so powerful and also shown himself to be so ruthless. Um, is this raising risks for the court, for the kind of general project of international criminal law if Putin simply you know, escapes any justice uh, and manages to either intimidate or avoid uh, any further actions by other states? On the contrary, I think this is 
the right decision, the right moment, killing the idea to have a special tribunal who is a diversion, because inventing a special tribunal is a diversion to postpone an indictment. That's why this is exactly what justice should do. Now, the issue is how states, are states willing and ready to support justice? Are states willing and ready to control the situation, to invent a creative solution? That's a clear issue. It's not about the ICC. ICC did the job and it's there. The, the nice, nice thing, ICC is permanent now. We'll be there. Do you like it? You don't like it? We don't care. It's there. It's there, working. So doing the job, even the theory is big country will control it. I don't think big country are controlling it now because I, I don't know how you feel, but I was reading bit, between lines. I, I don't see no state will really supporting Karim Khan and the court to issue a warrant. No one was demanding that. And they did it. So I think the court is independent, doing the job. And that is the only way to keep working as an institution. And in fact, yeah, that, that's what you have to do. The problem is not the core. The problem is the rest. Are the rest of the, the international community willing to propose different management of conflict? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good idea to have this idea of the U.S. as a global empire protecting their own interests around the world with armies. Is that working? Is that compatible with democracy? Is that compatible with the big China and countries who will... No. So I think it's really the moment for the U.S. to adjust and align the the biggest the grand strategy, no, because the idea to the U.S. can be the only military power who can impose its will around the world is going down, and you should learn that. That's so interesting. Any final thoughts, comments, predictions about this warrant? So for me, I'm very glad we did this podcast because I feel. The legal expert community is failing, failing miserably to propose the political legal solutions. No, when President Bush reacted in Afghanistan, I think he reacted badly. He started a war that should not start it. You don't need to, to indict and arrest Bin Laden. You don't need to, to make a war for 20 years. You just go, take him, and, and that's it. Will be much better. Uh, but okay, Bush has no, will have to react the same day. But seven years later, President Obama took office and he received no plans for the international experts. He had to invent for months, was debating with all his team what to do in Afghanistan. And then he had to adjust and change and was it also bad, disaster. And, and 15 years later, Trump took office and again, no plan for him. So we are still debating how to bomb better, not debating how to live in peace better. And that is for me, the failure of the international expert community, and we should do something better. That's our, it's our time. It's not about the political leaders. It's about the expert proposing better ideas, better projects to live together. If not, we are going to Fortnite. I don't know if you know this game, Fortnite. It's a, it's a game. Of course. Where, I have teenagers. Yes. hundred people fight, the winner kill all the others, but stay alone. And that is Fortnite. If we are, if we are experts and not proposing how to live together, the future is Fortnite. That's it. Well, Luis, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I do want to mention again, 
your new book, War and Justice in the 21st Century, just out on Oxford University Press, which, uh, you know, came out, of course, before uh, any of this occurred, uh, but has a lot of resonance with many of the topics. Um, Louise, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.